Fanatics Podcast, episode number seven. I'm Nick, your host. With me, as always, is my boy, Joel, my co-host. Yo. Today is our Hell in a Cell prediction episode, and we got a special guest with us to help us out. He's a freshman at St. Francis College and host of Meme Review on Terrier TV. Please welcome Anthony Cerulli. How are you, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'm really excited to talk about Hell in a Cell and everything else we're going to be talking about today. Glad to have you on here, man. Glad to have you on. Um, we spoke... Me and you, Anthony, and of course, Joel, we spoke about this last uh, WWE pay-per-view episode. Uh, WWE, does, they like to wait till the end of the week, end of the time to announce more matches. Uh, today's currently Friday the 23rd, and they only have four matches on the card at the moment, um, which is weird. Uh, do you guys think this is purposeful? This is meant to be like this, or do you think that they're going to eventually announce more within the next two days? No idea, to be honest. Uh, WWE loves to add matches on, uh, especially Sunday. And also, we have Friday Night SmackDown tonight, so that is true. Know. Yeah, yeah. That is yeah, true. they, uh, I don't know. They've been doing, like, a lot of shorter cards lately. Like, all the, you know, big pay-per-views that they've been doing, they've only had, like, six, seven matches, and then you got the pre-show. So, I think, you know, at most, you'll probably see, like, two more added. And like you said, we got, like, Friday Night SmackDown tonight. So, you know, they'll probably add, like, if anything, like a filler match or maybe one more big match. But besides that, I don't really see them adding in anything besides the pre-show. And they're going to announce that on Sunday, like always. But, you know, we'll see what they add. But I'm really hoping – I told you, uh, Nick, I really hope yeah. that they do add Rollins versus Murphy because that's really the big match that, if anything, that's the one that really should be added. Yeah, yeah. we got to wait till SmackDown tonight. Who knows? Maybe announce mm-hmm. tonight. Maybe announce yep. tomorrow or Sunday. But I guess we can get right into it. Uh, the first match between the four is one of the the only non-title match we have on the card, basically. Uh, it was announced Monday. It's Elias versus Jeff Hardy. Uh, between the last two Monday Night and Raws that we've seen that started this feud, um, I guess we can start with you, Anthony, for this one. Uh, who do you have uh, winning this match based off what we got last two weeks on Raw? Um, I mean, for the short amount of time that they had, uh, to build up this match. They've honestly done a pretty good job. Um, you know, bringing back Elias was a really big thing for WWE right now because they definitely need him yeah. um, with the draft and everything. And uh, I've been reading a lot about how, you know, they're still really high on Elias. I think he's like due for a really big push coming up. So I think if anything, this is the match that he should win. Um, and I don't really see Jeff winning this. You know, I think at this point in his career, he's kind of just like, going to start elevating other people if he hasn't done so already. Yeah. Um, you know, he had his big story, like, you know, the last few months, but I think this is really when he starts bringing up guys like, you know, like Elias and eventually maybe, you know, he gets a match with the fiend. Uh, but that's another story for another day. Um, but I think for this weekend, I don't see Elias not winning and it'll probably, you know, in true Elias fashion, it'll be like a flash pinfall or something like that. But I think Elias is going to end up with the win. Yeah, it's it's it, it's weird how they just throw this through this match in kind of like within a two week span. Um, great return for him, you know, yeah, just definitely. randomly coming in through the draft and then you know, attacking with the guitar. Definitely was unexpected for me <laughs> to see him back. But uh, uh, what do you feel about this match, Joel? Do you think Elias will beat Jeff Hardy? Or do you think Jeff Hardy will be that underdog story again in this match? Uh, you know, I'm the biggest Jeff Hardy fan. That's my guy right there. But I'm going to have to go with Elias. Uh, I think they're going to build him up a way to make him a big star. The way they, uh, the way he returned and everything, yeah. I think they have something planned for him. I think Jeff Hardy is just going to bring him up to that next level. As Anthony said, Jeff Hardy is going to be there to elevate new superstars. So I think that's what he's going to do with Elias. Do you think that Elias will get a championship opportunity soon, either for the U.S. or WWE championship on the line? I'm hoping. I'm hoping too. I think – I don't think he'll get a world title yeah. match soon, but I think he'll get a secondary title. Yeah. I feel like he's one of those characters that doesn't really need the title, like, in terms of, like, a big title. But, like, I could see him winning, like, you know, I was going to say the IC title, but that's on SmackDown. Uh, yeah. Like, the United States title, if they get it away from the Hurt Business – um, you know, he's one of those characters where it's just like his novelty is his gimmick that it's just him doing like the guitar stuff. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he could definitely win the big title if they really push him for it. 
But I think for now, if you stick a secondary title on him, I think he'll be fine regardless. I spoke with both of you about this before that, uh, and Anthony, me and you spoke about this before we started, how Elias is one of those natural heels in the company. Everyone loves to hate him and he loves to make people hate him too. Is that he, That's just who he is. And uh, I feel like he's the one of the heels in WWE that we need to see right now, that we need to hate and love to hate. Like we have a King Corbin on SmackDown. We have these retribution guys who are still not there yet for me, but we need that heel on Raw that we need to hate at the moment. Um, and I feel like he's that guy. And I feel like if you give him a push, that would be an excellent thing for him as well in terms of WWE. Um, so I, I also have Elias winning that match. You know, you can't not have him win. I feel like Jeff Hardy also with that big storyline with Sheamus that lasted for months. Uh, I feel like that was just already an underdog story for him already. We don't need another one from him. I feel like that was already enough for his point. So Elias needs to win this. I see no reason for Jeff Hardy to win it. It's just he's always been that underdog ever since he returned, like I think two years ago from that injury he had. So I got Elias winning this one. Um, do, you mentioned The Fiend, Anthony, before him and Jeff Hardy um, feuding with the, with the Fiend. Do you feel like, cause I know there were rumors in the past that Jeff Hardy might bring back Willow. Dude, would you love that match between them two? Would that be like Yo, a WrestleMania that match? Would, that's one of the matches that like a dream match. Like if you want to talk about dream matches, which I mean, I could see why the WWE would be like hesitant to do so. That was because, a TNA gimmick, right? That yeah, was a, it was a yeah. TNA thing. And, you know, they've already like tried to do a TNA thing when they did like the broken Matt Hardy stuff. Yeah, and that's true. they failed miserably with that. So they might be a little bit... Um, hesitant to do that but at the same time i feel like if you give hardy like full creative control on this um he could build it enough that it could be really something special and you know this is like i feel like hardy needs something like that because i don't see him winning as much as i hate to say it i don't really see him winning like a world title at this stage in his career um i think you know he really needs something that if he wants to stay you know, afloat or, you know, go up against bigger guys, then I feel like Willow's like the perfect opportunity for him to do that, just to bring in something to like refresh his character a little bit. Would you hold that up for WrestleMania or just want to do it ASAP? Like one of those matches um, like he just now or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it really depends because, you know, I feel like they're going to, if, you know, and that's a big if, if fans are allowed for WrestleMania, I feel like Vince is going to want to stack that card as much as possible. So, you know, if you want to do so, that's a match that I'd see, you know, you hold off for WrestleMania. But, you know, if the time is right and you want to go for the feud, you know, I'd say first match, you have The Fiend just beat regular Jeff Hardy. And then, you know, you let Jeff go away for a little bit and then you bring in Willow because now, you know, you have The Feud and you can build up for a little bit more and then you bring in Willow at the exact moment. And then you do, you know, whatever vignettes you want to do to hype up Willow. And I don't really see a, uh, you know, a problem with them doing it at Mania. But it just, at that point, it becomes, you know, who do you have win? You know, are you really going to have the, like, the Fiend lose to Jeff Hardy? You know, after, like, yeah. years, yeah. almost years of buildup. So, you know, that's a decision you got to make. But WrestleMania, I don't know. That's a really good match for me. Anthony, I like you, man. I don't know. <laughs> Nick, I don't know if we've talked about this on air or off air. But we've talked about Willow coming in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bray beating regular Jeff Hardy and then having a face-off. Like, don't have them – have Willow come in, like, December and have them face-off at Royal Rumble. Don't mm. let them touch each other. They both get eliminated. Then you do the vignettes leading up to Mania. Yeah, definitely. Perfect. I think yeah. that would be the perfect way to get Willow versus The Fiend. Yeah. And I remember we talked about it during our Class of Champions episode. I think you mentioned – a way for them to bring Willow back or start the feud between them two at Class of Champions. But that's long gone already, yeah, so we yeah. can't do that but again. But you still got time. Still yeah, got we time still before got time. December. Still got, Definitely. Yeah. yeah. How, how would you do, Would you have them start facing off at TLC, maybe? Because TLC is kind of like his specialty thing. You know, like, we don't know if he's going to have a match then yet. Of course, obviously, it's two months away. But do you think that having yeah. a match Jeff Hardy at TLC would be kind of like a starting point for the Fiend versus Willow? Yeah, I would have it start there and have Jeff lose and have him question himself. Be like, this is my match. How could I lose this? 
Yeah. Then you give him a couple weeks, or maybe he returns like the first uh, Raw of the new year as Willow. And then they, him and The Fiend never interact until Royal Rumble. And then even mm. then, they all they do is a face-off. They don't even interact. So, like, when they face off, like, just two guys just eliminate them, like, just grab them and eliminate them at the same time. So, that, you never that, really have yeah. that. You have that moment of them just having that stare down but never laying a hand on each other. That's one right. of those matches that I really hope the crowd is back for. Exactly. Yeah. I desperately want the crowd to be back, but of course the safety precautions first. But um, yeah, I, I we spoke about this, like I said, back Clash of Champions episode, how I, I feel like that would have been the perfect moment too, to do it because you had the triple threat ladder match at Clash of Champions. We spoke about it, Joel and I, uh, how the Fiends should have come out during the ladder match and, and cost Jeff Hardy the title. Kind of like how like we said, Jeff Hardy climbs up to the ladder, this close to the championship. All of a sudden, lights go out. The Fiend's there, throws him off by Mandible Claw, something like that. I don't know. But then that's that, that would have been the perfect start for me, honestly. But who knows? We still got time for that match. Um, we don't even know if the wheel is coming. We yeah. don't, that's just the rumor. Jeff said <laughs> yeah. that he really wants to go up against the Fiend. And he's yeah. also brought up, you know, Willow and everything like that. But it also becomes, you know, do you want to see Willow or do you want to see Jeff bring back his old theme song? Which I guess he could do both, but he said that he wants to bring back his old theme when fans come back. So, you know, that's a decision that really Jeff has to make. You know, do you want to hear no more words or do you want to see Willow? I mean, I'm sure he could do both, but then you probably have to push one or the other back a little further. You could probably do something like like, like the Bray, what Bray Wyatt's doing with, um, you know, the Firefly Funhouse. Oh, yeah. And, I didn't uh, even think and, about uh, that. You could definitely do that. You could have yeah. Jeff Hardy be just regular Jeff Hardy, and then the Willow comes out randomly mm-hmm. like The Fiend does. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, then... you, could do, you could do something like Jeff has matches, but Willow never has a match till the Royal Rumble and then doesn't have another match till Mania. You only see him backstage doing stuff, but Jeff Hardy still having matches. Yeah, yeah. it's like two personas in one. Exactly. That, seen. that, seen. Could, yeah, that honestly could work a lot. I didn't even think about that. That's a really good idea. Cause that that that's the thing that they haven't done much with. We've seen um I don't want to go a little bit off topic, but we haven't seen Firefly and Funhouse Bray have a match in a while. I think he's only had Very one true. or two matches yeah. uh, as the Firefly Firefly Funhouse Bray. But they should do something like that where um I think we mentioned this once before how the Royal Rumble, he should come out as all three Brays. Yeah, um, instead of just doing too. one, like having the Firefly Funhouse, the Eater of Worlds, Bray, and then the Fiend, kind of like oh, there's three of him, not just one. Um, and then eventually, hopefully, have one of them win if he doesn't win. Because then you could even do stuff like that. Like you could have Jeff and Bray have a rivalry and have them interact with each other, but never have Willow and the Fiend interact. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you could do the same thing with Jeff. You have Jeff come in as the Royal Rumble. Either one of them eliminates the other, then they both get eliminated, and then the Fiend and Willow just have that's that amazing. matchup. <laughs> that's amazing. That, that dude. That's like I said. I really wish the crowd would be back by then. Hopefully. Hopefully, Hopefully. it will be. At least, at, it won't be a packed house, but at least yeah. maybe like twenty five percent. Like space yeah. that out. Like what AEW is doing. They have like yeah, a limited amount of fans, and then they can but still have the virtual not fans back like entirely. To see both of those entrances, Willow and the Fiend in the Thunderdome, if they keep yeah. going with that, that would be something to see. I'm excited for that if they yeah. do it in the Thunderdome. That, that I wish I had tickets to Orlando right now to go first, <laughs> at least. I actually had a Thunderdome experience once. I spoke about it in a previous episode. It was pretty cool. But um, I guess we can get on to the next match we have on the card. One of the matches that I'm looking forward to the most, the one that excites me about this card, the SmackDown Women's Championship match between Bailey and Sasha Banks. Uh, do any of you feel like Sasha Banks will win this time? Or do you think Bailey will retain and keep her title going? Anthony, you want to go first? Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, you got it. Uh, I don't know because it's like you've spent so much time like building up the feud. Yeah. That you can do the match and just have Sasha win. And then that's the end of that. But I feel like that's a little anticlimactic. Like it's, you know, you've had such a long storied history. That's not even like just on this year. Like, you know, this is years in the making that yeah. we've been going on about Sasha and Bailey. 
but uh, I was thinking about like how they could stretch it out a little further. And that's really if they want to stretch this out to Mania, which I don't know if they want to at this point. They might just be like, we've been going on for this too long. Let's just get it over with. But if they want to stretch it to Mania, they could really have Sasha win this weekend. And then either on SmackDown or depending on if they do like brand versus brand Survivor Series, you make the story that Sasha hasn't defended her title successfully yet. So immediately (laughs) she loses the title on the first defense. And now you can continue the story a little more. You injure Sasha again. Um, You know, you keep her out, let her win the Rumble. Now we have a big money match for WrestleMania. You know, there's different ways that you could go about it. I really haven't figured out what they're going to do yet. Uh, And if I'm not mistaken, didn't Bailey not sign the contract yet? Yeah, she didn't. Technically, she didn't. So that's another, which I'm sure they're going to do the match regardless, considering if they don't, we'll only have three matches on the card. So, like, uh, they'll probably, they'll do something. But I think for this weekend, I'm going to stick with my prediction because that's, I want to see it happen. And I think I'm going to go with Sasha winning. You know, uh, there's more to the story, I think. But yeah. for now, for, for that stuff to progress, I think Sasha's got to win this weekend. I have the same mindset, like with Sasha potentially losing it her first title defense and keeping that a storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they brought bit... it up like during this feud a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely, yeah. uh, you know, they can implement it a little bit if they want to. I had a similar prediction, but kind of different. Like I want, I want this match to this feud to go on to Mania next year and eventually having that match. And I feel like one way they could do it. This is kind of like this might be far fetched. They may be like a ninety nine, not ninety nine, ninety five point five percent chance that this may not happen. But I had something where because I've seen I don't know if you guys have seen, but Ronda Rousey may be returning soon. She's been training a little bit. Um, I feel like she may be returning soon, sooner rather than we think. And I feel like if this if she were to return, this would be the perfect time for her to do so. Because we've seen short um sorry, Charlotte. We've seen Ronda Rousey feud with Charlotte and Becky in the past, mainly with them two. I think Ronda Rousey only had like one match with Sasha, and that's it, I believe. Um, I feel like this would be the perfect time to to have Ronda Rousey come back and feud with the other two four horsewomen of WWE. Because, like I said, we've seen Becky and Charlotte feud with Ronda a lot within like the past year, year and a half, even though they've both been out for a while. And I feel like since they're both Charlotte and, and Becky are out for a while, I feel like this is the perfect time to have her come back and feud with Bailey and or Sasha to potentially see a four horsewoman versus four horsewoman match eventually. And I would want to see if I want Sasha to win, but in the different thing I, about with your prediction, Anthony, I want Ronda Rousey to be the one beating Sasha for that championship in her first title defense. Because then that keeps the story between Sasha and Bailey. No, you, you don't have you know, you eventually have Bailey beat Ronda for it eventually and have Sasha win the Rumble and then it sets up the two feuds between them two. And then that, that gives Ronda the chance to be on SmackDown since I feel like their their division is we, not weaker, but I think Ronda, the, the Raw division is better than the SmackDown division. So I feel right. like that would be the, uh, the greater view for SmackDown in that opinion. Yeah. yeah. So I, I got, like, I got Sasha winning that match. I like both your predictions. Um, I got to go with Bailey, though. Mm. I think I want this to also stretch out to Mania. The Ronda thing was perfect. Like, it was a great idea. But I think Bailey needs to win Sunday. They could still do the rivalry with Ronda, and they could have even have um, Ronda go after Bailey first. Or call Sasha the belt. You know what I mean? Like, she could yeah. call Sasha the belt. Have a few with Sasha, then few Bailey. Take the belt off of Bailey. I would give uh, Sasha the belt at Rumble against Ronda. Okay. And then, then I would have the I would have Bailey versus Sasha at Mania, but the story going in is uh, Bailey just saying over and over, "You can't beat me. Can't beat me. You can't defend your title. You haven't had a good uh, title defense." That's the whole story right there. So going into Mania, you you don't know how to defend your title. You've never you can't beat me. So what do you think you're gonna beat me on the biggest stage? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good story of them going in. Like it will also be cool 
just seeing Bailey just keeping the title and then having the same story. You can't beat me. What do you think? You're going to beat me at Mania? Like, does that really make sense? Yeah, so yeah. I, I think, honestly like that story a lot. I might be switching to Bailey after that one. <laughs> I, I think the story of just you can't beat Bailey is a great storyline that they can go with into Mania. Don't have her beat Bailey until Mania. Even if she's a champion at Mania and you think, oh, Bailey won the Royal Rumble, she's taking the title, Sasha has to beat her at Mania. I, I, really, have, I really love Bailey's title reign too. That's about the moment. She is. Yeah, it's she been is. going good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is the best <laughs> SmackDown Women's Champion, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, Becky may have been the first one, but she's not the best one. <laughs> mm. but, uh, um, we, we talked yeah. about Becky. Yeah, we, we don't got to get into that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joelle's not a big fan of Becky. <laughs> not <laughs> really. Big fan. Yeah. Oh, are you a big fan of her? I'm not a big fan. I think at this point, if they're going to, you know, depending on when she's due back, um, if they could get Ronda versus Becky, I feel like that's the only match that I really want to see yeah. for Becky at this point or for Ronda, period. Well, no, I want to see Ronda versus Asuka. Um, yeah. But I mean, like, I feel like Becky and Ronda is the only match that I really want to see from Becky. You know, she already beat everyone. You know, it, it's like... That match know, is long yeah. overdue, too. Yeah, yeah, true. Because, you know, we got the triple threat at Mania, which, you know, it was... Say not it. great, but uh, it. Yeah. it wasn't good. Like, <laughs> if you mess up the ending on a WrestleMania main event, I can't call your match good. Like, yeah. it's just that. Yeah. But you know, I do really want to see that singles match. But I'm there. I'm not really big on Becky either, so I could agree with you there. But yeah, you know, How, Joel, you were there for that Mania too, right, Joel? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah, that was, was that was dope. It was a long ass card, but it was cool. Um. Actually, I, I finessed uh, St. Francis to get tickets, but that's another story. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just the way that ended, it just – the whole stadium didn't know what happened. Like, Yeah, you could just, like, sense saw, the confusion from everyone. Even, like, yeah. the wrestlers, they were like, what, what? what happened? Like, yeah. What's going on? And then yeah. her music hit, and it was like, I, I, guess, I guess she won. I guess she won. <laughs> I guess that's how it's going to go. It was yeah. just a weird ending. And I think that's why uh, I don't think Vince will have another women's main event for a while after that yeah. happened. That's true. Do you think that this Bailey versus Sasha feud can eventually be a main event at some point? Definitely. Not a mania, but like a main event. Oh, I, I, I could oh, yeah. see it. I could see a main event in Mania. You do? Oh, well. they I have could see the main a... eventing this weekend, honestly. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, had them, I had them up there, in my opinion. I had them yeah. up there. They're definitely up there in the card. I had them either had them either in between the, the the world title matches or after one after it basically made it yeah because that 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 story in my opinion I love I love, I love all three stories between the, the championship matches but my favorite one is the Sasha versus Bailey that's the one we needed to to find out what happens to no I don't want to jump into the other two matches yet but the WWE championship and the Universal championship we can kind of somewhat get I don't know about you guys but we can somewhat know what's gonna happen. But this match yeah. between the Bailey and Sasha can can we could we don't know yet. Is Bailey gonna retain it? Is Sasha gonna win it? We don't know. Yeah. But I'm really excited to see that match. That's the match I'm looking forward to the most between between you know the three ma- title matches. I guess we could jump to the next title match. Um, WWE Championship match: Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Um, again, one of the, one of these feuds that just doesn't we don't know when it's gonna end. It doesn't end. That's, doesn't end. <laughs> that, that, that's how it's going. Do you think? Do one of you guys think that Drew McIntyre will put the stamp on this on this feud and end it, or so. is Randy I Orton think... gonna get I... his championship back and then continue until Drew gets a rematch? I don't know at this point, honestly, because on one hand, you know, Drew's amazing. Like he's doing yeah. really well with the title, so I think they're gonna be a little hesitant to take off the title at this point but i mean you know you think of it like i don't want to jump right into the universal title but like you know if drew retains then we're gonna see three titles possibly being retained so you know my thought of it is like you know there has to be at least one title changing hands and if any title is going to change hands you know after i made my switch to bailey because i agree with joel but um 
if any title is going to change hands, I think it's probably going to be the WWE title. And I also say that because, you know, Randy's fought him. It's going to be three times now. Yeah. He's lost to him. If Drew wins this weekend, he's lost to him three times in a row. And I know that Randy's, you know, a veteran at this point. So it's not going to hurt him as, you know, as much as someone else losing three times in a row. But you built up Randy throughout the year to be like, you know, Raw's biggest heel, it seems. Uh, I guess that's an argument now now that The Fiend's on Raw. But for now, Raw's biggest heel. So I think you can go either way. Um, and that's why I'm going to predict Orton winning the title. Um, I think, you know, after Clash of Champions, I didn't really like the look that they gave yeah. Orton with the whole legend stuff. I thought that only could work if Edge was that last guy on that's top what, of the That's ambulance. what I said too about yeah. Orton. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to come back um, and be like, yo. But, you know, to have him get beat up by like 50-year-old retired wrestlers um, and then have him lose again in Hell in a Cell, I don't really like the look of that for Orton. So I feel like you can go with Orton uh, winning the title this weekend. Um, and then honestly, at Mania, you could go Orton versus Edge for the title. And that's a really good match that I'm looking forward to seeing because they're eventually going to do that match with or without the title. Yeah. Um, but then like it's a rematch like, to yeah. Last. But then it's like, you know, you have a lot of other contenders that Drew could go up against. Like, you know, I'm wanting to see like Drew versus Sheamus, Drew versus Fiend, you know, Drew versus honestly anyone at this point you could throw him up against. So for now, I'm going to go with Orton, which might be like, you know, not the ideal pick, but if any title is going to change hands this weekend, I think it's got to be the WWE title. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, man. Like, I feel like Orton should have won at least the first time they went up against. I think it was at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Um, 2020, the first half of 2020 was, my opinion, Orton's year. I thought it was going to be Orton's year where he was going to come out on top either way. But I, like he's, I agree with you, Anthony. I feel like as of right now, they've been building Orton down a little bit. Um, especially after Class of Champions. I thought that was going to be it for the feud. I thought that was going to be the ending to it because that would have been a cool ending to see all the, the legends beat him up at the end and kind of yeah. get revenge on him. But I'm, I'm, I guess not since they're facing again this Sunday. But I, I have to agree with you on that. I, I got Orton winning because I, I don't see him, I don't see WWE just having Orton lose after this amount of time they had together. If they want 2020 to be Orton's year, because we can argue that Drew McIntyre has also been the MVP of this year. They can also say Orton is too. But if they want to have Orton be the, the, the guy for 2020, I think they got to give him the WWE Championship. The one who who beats Drew McIntyre for the title. The one who goes to the Fire Series as a triple threat match or one-on-one match, depending on what they do. And beat that and win that match. If they want to continue his momentum, I think this is the, the, the only time and the right time to have him win the title uh, to go up against... Like I said, Roman Reigns, potentially, maybe Finn Balor. If they include NXT this year, we don't know yet. But I feel like Orton has to win this match. There's no option to, to, to you know, have him lose. Uh, another McIntyre versus Orton prediction. <laughs> I'm going to have to go uh, – I'm going to have to go with Orton. I think it's time for McIntyre to drop the belt. Not because he's a bad champion, just because – it just makes sense for the storyline. It doesn't yeah. make sense for Orton to lose again. And then also, if he loses again, who else does – who who does McIntyre go against after? I mean, you have a whole stack card of the draft now. You got AJ Styles, like Anthony said. They have Sheamus. They have all these big guys, Braun Strowman, The Fiend, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, and the list goes on. Um, I feel like he has more competition now on Raw since Jeez. the draft. Do you think I, I would care about a match of McIntyre versus Strowman? <laughs> do you think do you uh, think Vince cares about uh McIntyre versus no. AJ match? No <laughs> shot. Um I would love to see McIntyre yeah, versus yeah. Riddle for the belt, but I think Riddle was is just too early for him. Yeah. But I think there's no like real competition for McIntyre at the moment. That because all these guys just moved over to Raw, right? Yeah. Nobody has really gotten a chance 
to cement like, yo, I will be the guy on Raw. You know what I mean? Like when AJ got drafted to SmackDown, he was like, yo, this this is gonna be my show. Ended up being the house that AJ built. So yep. I think right now there's nobody really for McIntyre yet. I think if he go if Randy wins it, maybe goes on for a few months, McIntyre gets it back, maybe like again at Rumble or something, then we'll have a chance to see maybe Riddle's being being built up. Maybe Lashley's being built up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe it'll give people more time to build up a story against McIntyre. So maybe like even when McIntyre doesn't have the belt, he'll feud with maybe the hurt business. And once Ooh. he gets the belt, that's it. There, there it goes. That's that's the match that everybody wants to see now. Lashley and yeah, yeah. McIntyre. That that Shane match should happen already, but especially now with the hurt business now it's persona. A feel, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. different feel. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, MVP is the MVP of yeah. 2020. My <laughs> man's been doing his thing. Yeah. He's he's really helping them out in there. I think, like you said, it's not the same. If like as they went against each other before, now it's even bigger because the Hurt Business is doing. And also, if you give Hurt Business a couple, even a more uh, couple months, they're going to build even stronger and better. So yeah. then Lashley's going to be like a legit person that's like, oh, him and McIntyre for the belt? That's mm-hmm. that's something I got to see. I have a question or something related to the Hurt Business, what they're doing now. Let's talk about it. Do you guys like the the way they built up Retribution the last two weeks on Raw? Do you like Ali being the leader? Do you like the kind of involvement with The Fiend now since he's uh, been a part of it? Yes and no. Yes, because I think with Ali as the leader, it makes a lot of sense. Now they have a like a clear story, you know, that, you know, you, you look at the history that, you know, Ali was supposed to really be in the slot that Kofi, the whole Kofi mania thing, that yeah. was supposed to be Ali's, you know, elimination chamber match. Um, you know, he obviously got injured. That didn't really happen. So ever since coming back now, he's been, you know, relegated to like main event, you know, doing random matches with like Ricochet and like random guys like that losing to like Riddick Moss, like random stuff like that. So I feel like if any guy was going to be the leader, it was probably going to be him. Um, so I like that. And now that really gives, you know, uh, Dijakovic and, uh, Mia Yim, Dio Madden. I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying their real names. Excuse me, Slapjack. <laughs> T-Bar, and T-Bar, T-Bar and but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, that gives them like a little bit more of a story because everyone has, you know, a way that they've been, you know, screwed over by the system or whatever they're yeah, calling yeah. it. But, um, you know, that promo that Ali cut after the whole thing with The Fiend, which I'll get into in a second, but um, that was really, I think, what is really holding me on to retribution because I really like this idea, but it's just, it's not panning out as well as it should be. But now that you have a little bit more of like a story with Ali, I think now you can build on a little bit. Um, But now, you know, we talk about the bad with the fiend. I didn't like what they did. I think it made them look a little weak, but at the same time, I think they only really did it because you know, they always do like these big moments at the beginning of like the season premiere or like a big episode of like Fox yeah. Smackdown or whatever. Yeah. Like when they uh, when they had Vince in the ring and then The Fiend came out and then Braun came out and then Retribution came out, like it, like random stuff like that. So I feel like they really only did it to hype up, you know, the season premiere of Raw and, you know, you have The Fiend and oh, here comes Retribution, crazy moment. Um, but I feel like they could have just stopped it at there. Like you didn't need to have them lose to the hurt business in like what, like a minute, and then have the, the fiend attack them. Attack yeah. them like that made them look a little weak. But I think the promo afterwards saved them a little bit. Um, I agree. As far as going forward, I feel like they'll be all right. Hopefully, um, there's definitely some stuff that they could do. I don't see them really wrestling this weekend. Hopefully not. Oh, yeah, but, um, I... yeah, because we've already seen the four on four um, to do it again, you know, even with retribution winning, I feel like it's going to be a little bit, um, you know, overexposure, I guess you could call it. And neither team can really afford to lose. So I think they need to figure out what they're doing with Ali going forward 
And there's definitely some stuff you could do. It's just coming down to, you know, good writing for them. Yeah. I, I like that promo where he brought up the hacker thing. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. genius. That was genius. Cause I, I, I swear I thought they forgot about that for yeah. a second. I was like, you guys, there's no way. Dude. Do you guys think that, you know, he was supposed to be the hacker all along or do you think it was someone else? I mean, I read something around the time that this, this hacker thing started. I read something where it was like Vince didn't have any plan for it to begin with. This is something that they just did and they kept on doing it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think originally they had a leader plan or yeah. like a, a person plan that they just did just do it. But it made sense too. It makes sense. I, I always thought it was Ali because of the circle thingy that they exactly showed. yeah yeah that's his thing. True. So I was like, it has to be Ali. There's no one else that's doing it unless they're planning on doing a big thing, a big reveal, which they did. But you know, it's it makes sense. It's, I thought, I've always thought it made sense to be Ali. You know, it's like you mentioned before that how Ali got taken off the elimination chamber match, and Kofi got the big push, and then also that year later on that year, I think it was yeah the Money in the Bank match where. Ali was on top and Brock Lesnar returned, cost him the match. There's so many things about Ali that they didn't go well with him that year. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to have him be the one going around the roster saying it's like a, a corrupt company and how how he leads his team with other people who deserve a better chance in the company, uh, deserve a better spot in the company. So it all ties in together. I love how this all ties in. It goes back to last year and to everything that happened in everyone. Because I saw something on Twitter where I mentioned this in an episode with you, Joel, where someone tweeted like a whole list of things that something similar with Ali. Like, oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Dominic Dajakovic had a few missed things mm-hmm. in 2019. Same with Dio Madden with, he, with getting attacked by Lesnar. And then and Mia what Yim not being. That was. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I completely forgot that happened. And then yeah. they just like wrote him off. And I was yeah. like, where's Dio? Why? What? Why? Why? <laughs> like, I don't even know why they had him on. I'm like, what's the point of having him on? But you have like the other guys. Uh, Slapjack. Let's call yeah. him Slapjack. <laughs> That's his name now. But Slapjack, it was confusing why they had him on there. Uh, he didn't really do much to begin with, but they did bring, bring up a point where he was at one point in the beginning of the pandemic where he was managed by MVP. Mm-hmm. And then they just draw that off. Him and a, and a tag team partner, they were managed on Raw. Yeah, literally. Brendan Vink. I think Brendan oh, Vink. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. They were managed by MVP, and then they wrote that off. Yeah, and game. then they, like, won. Like, they were winning a few matches. Like, they, they beat, they like, beat Ricochet, Ricochet and, and, yeah, and Cedric. Yeah. Yeah. So now, yeah. I mean, everybody was beating Ricochet. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> everybody's, everybody's winning Ricochet now. But I do remember them winning, like, two or three matches. Yeah. yeah. So oh, like, I even forgot about that. Yeah, so that sort of ties into the retribution part. That makes sense, too, I guess. Even though it was only two matches, I think. But yeah. I love how they all you know, have something where it's the, the meaning of retribution. They're taking, they, they want to, you know, tear down the whole, not literally tear down the whole place, even though they have, but they're, they're getting revenge, retribution and everything, you know, and everybody in the company trying to get back on top. Uh, that's why I was also confused on why they lost the four and four. I get oh, it's the hurt. Yeah. Once I saw Ali being the leader, I said, oh, they're going to take a couple L's now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, but it just, that promo really sold me after that. And I was like, this is might be going, well. hopefully it goes well. Mm-hmm. They go back on top. They need wins. They need W's. Not L's. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, so I guess we can get into the last match. Uh, the last match of the four match <laughs> pay-per-view as of now, the universal championship, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. I, I think I know what you guys are going to say. Jey Uso's <laughs> winning. What do you, th- what no. do you think? He's going to be the new champion. <laughs> We don't know. We don't know. It could be a shock factor. It could be the main event shock factor that we always want. Yo, <laughs> it's not far-fetched. It's Honestly, not, not really. Not far-fetched. I feel. I, I, I'll start it off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm going to say Uso's winning. Ooh, okay. I'm going to wow. say. I'm going to say. Uh, I don't know. It's just I have a feeling he's going to win it. I think he'll lose it quickly. Yeah. I, I think it'll okay. just so that he has it. So that they can say he beat Roman once. Yeah. Um. Don't ask me how. I don't know how that's too that's too much for me right now. I'm gonna say maybe Jimmy comes out and just helps him out, and does something. I don't know. Maybe just hits Roman with a chair or something. But I would, I would personally like to see Jay Uso win. That would be, it'll be the, the biggest underdog story I think ever. Oh my goodness! The opinion. shock factor would yeah. be insane. 
SmackDown will definitely be must watch that week. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be Jay Uso's show now instead of Roman Reigns. Exactly. Uso is the travel chief. Yeah. Uso is the travel chief. You don't go. It's like once they announce, oh, we're gonna have a rematch. I'm like, that's it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think he'll if they if they give it to him, they'll give it to him just for that night, and then Friday they'll do like a little celebration thing. It's like with when Ryder won the IC title at Mania. Exactly. Next night. Yeah. Just give him a feel good moment, and then get back to the Miz. I think that's just to. Build it up to say like, oh, so you guys are like, you guys are scrappy. Like you guys, if you really want it, you could win. And I think that will that would down the line, as we've talked about on this show, lead up to the Usos joining uh, Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. I, I, do you guys like that bloodline kind of gimmick? You know how oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. I've seen things on Twitter where people are like, like, oh, they shouldn't do the the bloodline gimmick. They shouldn't do that. Um, but I think it might be the best thing that they, they could do on SmackDown as of now. I, th- I think it's great. Yeah. yeah. I think it's great. And we've talked about this. Like, that's also a far-fetched thing that they've talked about with yeah. it leading to The Rock. With it leading to, why are you guys doing this? This is not what our traditions about this is not what our family is about why are yeah. you guys just raising hell everywhere and then he's gotta put the smack down on some people you know you know yeah, you, you know the rock because you know yeah. <laughs> that's also like we're talking about a lot of wrestlemania g matches right here this is also no, it just yeah, this is the hell in the cell and wrestlemania this is what this show is about this is what this show is about fantasy we, booking baby yeah we we, we <laughs> have to talk about fantasy booking we we you have to call ourselves the, the future writer <laughs> so that we do. oh honestly yeah. i'm yeah. all for it yeah <laughs> i still say if we get roman versus the rock the rock has to take that l yeah yeah i agree with that uh, yeah you can't let rock win i think yeah. it's it was different for like rock versus cena because yeah, yeah. It, it, there wasn't like a lot on the line there but like when you put roman up against the rock and like roman's gonna be your next guy yeah you know uh you have to put him you got it yeah you, to, you yeah. gotta let him win and i th- and i think it's not just the story like you don't have to create a story it's already there mm-hmm. like yeah, the yeah. john cena thing he they had to be like oh he yeah. does movies like you he's trying to be like you mm-hmm. the story's right there for you yeah. like he's yeah. He, you could say like, oh, he brainwashed the Usos to join him, and he's corrupting them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not what this family's about. Da, da 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 The story writes itself. And there's so many like possibilities that you could like add to the story. Like, you could throw in like Rikishi makes an appearance on SmackDown. Yeah. You could throw in like you know any of like Afa or Siko, whoever's still around that yeah. could be you know do like and you could do anything honestly. Um, and I feel like having that Samoan storyline could be really, really good. Yeah, I, I hope they, like, do something where then, of course, we've seen the Tribal Chief name be thrown around at Roman a lot, but I hope they, they kind of go somewhere with them having a, more of their, their, their heritage being with their gimmick. Instead of yeah. Roman Reigns wearing that best that he's been wearing for years, you know, just give him, like, a different look, a different feeling to it same with the usos i like that they won usos but move give them like this moment gimmick more like they did before the the day one thing with the with the their, their tradition in the beginning of the yeah. their entrance yeah give them back give them that Face back and stuff yeah yeah and then i i also more thought look yeah i also thought when i heard oh darren talks with the rock maybe rock versus reigns you can you can go so far with this storyline that you could even get them a manager. Get like Paul Heyman's with Roman, but the Usos get a manager. Let's say that manager is The Rock's daughter, and she has to call Roman Reigns' tribal chief. Mm. Okay. And then he could you brainwashing my daughter, my family. You know what I mean? Like Damn. it just you're going deep. Man, on yeah, that. you're going deep. You're going personal. Dude. <laughs> it just personal. it just writes itself. I'm no, telling it you, it's just I like yeah, that it a lot. Yeah. And then you just but like I said, the Rock has to take the L. So maybe yeah. you gotta have two matches with them. So at least you give the Rock that one win, but you don't have it as like a one on one. You have it as like the Rock and whoever the Usos are feuding with versus Roman Reigns and the Usos. Yeah. And then, and then the, they the, win. They take The Rock gets that W, like maybe like the pay-per-view before Mania and then takes that L at Mania. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree with that. Because 
that that would, I think correct me if I'm wrong. I think the Usos have like another brother that's not in WWE. Oh, like in you the know, independent. he's nasty. Yeah. yeah, he's nice. I heard he has. They have a brother who's a who looks exactly like them, but it's not a twin. Yeah, and he <laughs> has like, the same exact same same thing, trying, same tattoo, trying, same hair, not, same everything. Yeah, not trying to trash him. My man has the same gimmick on the Indies. <laughs> it's just. Literally the it's third a family thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He's really, the third. They could really use him in the storyline. That that'd be cool. They brought him to WWE for like a, just a let him get attacked too. one week. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. come in and <laughs> take a take a beating. Like they go that deep. Maybe bringing the Rock's daughter into this. Might as well bring their brother. Yo, yeah, I'm sorry. Might as well. the unknown <laughs> members of the NOI uh, family. Yeah, <laughs> I think Man. isn't um what's his name the MLW champion? What's his name? Is he? Oh, Fatu? Uh, I know who you're talking about. Fat, Fatu? Yeah, Jacob, 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 Jacob Fatu? Fatu. Yeah, Jacob Fatu. Yeah, he's, he's in that, that. Their family it's, runs deep, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're everywhere. Their fam- everywhere. Yo, you know what? I would I would go even as far as bringing the Rock's mom and getting a spear by Roman Reigns. You know how crazy <laughs> oh, that would yeah. be? Having <laughs> <That was laughs> speared. You know how crazy that would be? Oh, I'd be gosh. like, okay, I think you guys are taking this too far. Having spear Simone or something. <laughs> <laughs> spear everyone in the family. Spear <laughs> Go ahead there. That'd be cool. Like bring everyone in the family. That'd they be just awesome. show like a Thanksgiving dinner. It's just Roman Reigns shows up and just feeds everybody. <laughs> like have like a like a segment where they're all eating dinner and then it like spears everyone. <laughs> Yo, that's a way like, of building a match. <laughs> like who brought the turkey? Oh, uh, nobody. <laughs> like, you like, get it because it's stuffing the in the face. Thing. Ah, yeah. cheesy, cheesy. But, yeah, cheesy. Gotta go there. Have to go there. But yeah, I got Uso. I got, got Uso. Uso. Um, I wish I wish I was as brave as Joel to predict uh, Jay Uso winning the Universal Title, but I got to go with Roman. And yeah. it's also because um, we have that stipulation that they're hyping up to reveal tonight, actually, um, as to like what's gonna what are like the big. He, he was like hyping up some big like uh, repercussion or whatever if uh, Jay loses. So I feel like they wouldn't introduce that if uh, he wasn't gonna lose. Maybe so, it's like maybe it's the if you lose you join Paul Heyman or not. Maybe it's that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's true. That, but also that's why I I remember them saying that too, and that's why I feel he'll take that win and then immediately lose it. Yeah. But my bad for cutting you off. Keep going. Oh no worries, no worries. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> um, about that. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I think honestly you convinced me enough to think that Jay could win. So I think my prediction is really going to come down to what the reveal is tonight um and like what they go about you know however they go about it but i feel like the safe pick for now is just for roman but i'll get back to you guys on uh <laughs> yeah. what i think but for now Let me know. I'll go, yeah I'll, I'll go with roman for now okay yeah that, that's that's to me that was the obvious choice i mean it'll be such a complete shock factor if jay gets the victory yeah even even though even if it wasn't a title match it'll still be kind of a shock even right. though he's have been built up as a great singles competitor, I think he beat AJ Styles once on a yeah. SmackDown. Yeah, like a random SmackDown. Yeah. Like yeah, and it's like they've they've I like because I know we we talked about this a lot too, Joel and I, in the previous episode where, um, where you have Jay kind of go on a singles run before Jay before Jimmy returns, have him win like the IC title, have him win go on a successful singles run, and like you said, also that same episode where you have Jay kind of eventually go downhill and that's when he kind of joins Paul Heyman and be like oh I need your help man right. my, my cousin this you can help me win yeah they're doing a lot to build up Jay like and I, I'm surprised by it because you know just I never imagined them to do something like this I, I guess it's because Jimmy's injured and yeah. you know uh they need something for him probably yeah and, you know, they need something for Roman. They need something. I don't think they really needed anything for Jay. I feel like this was more for Roman, but it's becoming now the Jay Uso story, which yeah, I really yeah. like. So, you know, how they're going about it is really, really good, especially on uh, last weekend, uh, not last weekend, no, last Friday, rather. Yeah. Uh, the the whole segment after the Braun match was, you know, just it's like this whole big story that they're just being able to build up just because of like these little acts like, you know, call me the tribal chief, you know, I love you too, hits you with the chair, you know, random stuff like that. It's really, really good. I really like this whole story. Um, I don't really know how, do you think they would like continue this story uh, after Hell in a Cell, maybe with Jimmy? Or I guess it really depends if he joins them or whatever, but 
do you think like they'll continue it? I think so. I feel like if Jimmy doesn't show up again this Sunday, maybe they have maybe one more match at the most. Yeah. To to bring Jimmy in this, uh, unless they have some type of because I think he's supposed to return either December or January. Not sure. Right. Because but, um, it's like my thing is, you know, I feel like the original plan for Jay was just uh, someone to go up against Roman as they're building yeah. up like Big E, who I think is eventually going to get a match with Roman. But like now, that. now that the story is being built up, like I'm down for like Roman versus the whole family the rest of the year. And yeah. into yeah. Mania, like Bring it Biggie anybody. Wait. Biggie's fine. He can just fight like i don't know go for the ic title for like the rest of the year i'm trying to see roman versus the rock at wrestlemania so i, I, I think, hope i hope yeah. they do that thanksgiving <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's like, i would love to see that if they don't listen to this podcast then i don't know what they're doing because <laughs> that, that segment needs to happen that would be cool that would be so funny i would funny. crack up if that happens oh like, uh, another question that i had for you guys i don't know if you brought it up on the show before but what do you think of like because i know that now roman's like he's ditching the vest do you think he needs new music or like, do you think he's fine with the music he has? Personally, I think he's okay with the music. Yeah. Cause if you same. go too much with like, you know, if you want to make like a tribal chief theme song, then I feel like that's going to be a little cheesy and like, I don't think you really need it. And Roman's like established his theme a little bit. Um, that it, like, for me, it's become more of Roman's theme than the shield's theme. So Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Just because of like, especially just with this run alone, like he's done a lot to build up himself himself as a star. So like, do y'all think he needs a new theme, or is it just like I think he's fine? Um, I think I I agree with you what you said. Like I think this is this theme song fits him well. Mm-hmm. I don't think if you change yeah. it, I feel like it'd be kind of weird and strange. But I, th- I feel like they should keep it for now. Maybe change his Titantron a little bit. Is yeah with yeah, that a little that. bit? Cause I wouldn't see him see them changing his theme. I think that that's his theme. That's more. Mm-hmm his style when he comes out yeah. that that's more of a heel theme to me so i i, I would i would, mm-hmm. I would yeah, keep definitely. that for him instead of changing it yeah i think maybe uh I, I think keeping his theme maybe like if they do the group maybe they have a group theme when they come out together but i think he should keep his yeah because i like you said i think it's more of his i think of it more as his theme than the shields right yeah, and definitely. yeah, they, I, I could see them like changing like a, a different theme song for the group when yeah. they all come out together as a three-person group. Yeah. But as individual, the thing I is, think... if they want to make like a new theme, they better make it like a like a kick-ass theme song yeah. for the Bloodline because yeah. like Roman's theme as it is is really good. Like it's grown on me. Um, yeah. But you're gonna need like a really good theme for them because like, and they're capable of making good themes. You know, besides whatever they're doing with Keith Lee right now, but like. <laughs> You know, this new Her Business theme, it's, like, really oh, good. Uh, I heard a little bit of the Retribution theme song. I like it a lot. So I think, you know. Bobby Lashley's theme song is amazing. Yeah, Bobby Lashley's theme. So yeah. many really good themes. But, um, you know, if they want to make a Bloodline theme song, they better make it, like, you know, worth it. Worth yeah, making yeah. it for them. If not, then just go with Roman. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Damn, so y'all both got Roman? Yeah. We got yeah, Roman. We... have to go with Roman. <laughs> cool, cool. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Just want to remind y'all, you know, uh, who was the first person to ever pin Roman Reigns? That was true. It was Jey Uso. It was Jey Uso. Yeah. Wow. Jey Uso. I didn't even think about that. I'm surprised they haven't brought that up. I know, right? Me yeah. too. I was that surprised was, about that. Uh, yeah, like that would fit in so perfect with the story. Yeah. Like, yo, I gave you your first L. Take that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, he didn't win at Class of Champions, so <laughs> there you go. He has an argument. Yeah. Take it <laughs> easy, okay? Take <laughs> it easy. He wasn't talking about Class of Champions. <laughs> Uh, I guess we can end off by uh, asking the question that we asked last week with the the, the stable, the faction question. Um, the question was, if you were to start your own faction with four independent guys with you as the leader or and uh, four guys from WWE and with you as the leader, who would you choose and why? Uh, would you want to start that off, Anthony? I know you had a oh, list yeah, prepared. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so um, the question was if I'm the leader or if you were the leader and you had four guys okay. behind you. So kind of thing. I'm going to go a little different. Um, instead of me being the leader, I'm going to be the mouthpiece. I'm going to be Ooh. the manager okay. because okay. one, I don't see myself ever getting in the ring, nor do I want to <laughs> get in the ring. Yeah. So I'm going to stick to the side. I'm going to take a Paul Heyman manager role. Okay. And what I'm going to do is, you know, I want to make like a, like a big time faction, right? 
So I talked to you guys beforehand. I wasn't sure if I could include AEW guys. I just didn't because I feel like my group alone is fine without AEW. So I'm going to just go with uh, some – I, I took guys from like Impact, uh, NWA, different places like that because they're not really like written contracts. So um, the first guy I'm picking, leader, you need a big-time champion, good look. I'm picking Nick Aldis from NWA. He's got okay. the title. He looks like a million bucks when you put him in a suit. You know, good physique, good in the ring, perfect guy for the champion. Um, I want like a cruiserweight guy who could also do some stuff in the mid card. Um, you know, really athletic, young, basically the future of uh, the company. I want that to be Chris Bay from TNA Impact. I think he's got a lot of potential in him. He's good on the mic. He's good in ring. He does a lot of really good stuff. Um, you need a bodyguard, not really a bodyguard, but like the heavy of the group. You know, if you want to get to Nick Aldis, you got to go through him. And he did a lot of really good work in uh, Lucha Underground specifically, which is why I'm picking him. You know, he's not really big, but I compare him to like Taz almost because, you know, as his physique, kind of. Yeah, because of his physique and because, you know, he just has that type of attitude to him. So I want Jeff Cobb, who I think okay. is, uh, oh. he, he was Matanza in uh, Lucha Underground. And, you know, I, I really like him a lot. I might switch him out. I don't really know. But for now, you know, maybe I'll pick an AEW guy. But for now, I'm going to go with Jeff Cobb as, like, the heavy of the group. And if I'm going to pick a woman for a group, um, I, was, I wasn't sure about this one because, like, there are a few good picks that you could go for. But, yeah. you know, for a woman in the group, I want someone who's, you know, really good in the ring, obviously. You know, someone that you could treat as, like, a threat in the ring you know, pretty good on the mic. Everyone got to be pretty good on the mic besides Chef Cobb uh, because he doesn't really need to say anything. Um, so if I'm going to pick a woman, give me Diana Perrazzo, the knockout okay. champion. Good I think pick, she's, good I think she's really good. good. good pick. Um, you know, Impact is doing a lot for her right now to make her as like this big threat, uh, whatever her nickname is, the Virtuosa, I think. You know, she really revitalized her career after taking that L to Nia Jax, which I'm not even get into my opinion on Nia Jax, but um, you know, <laughs> we all have our opinions on her, man. Maybe we definitely, <laughs> but you know, once coming to Impact, I think she's done. You know, I watched her match at Slammiversary uh, versus Jordan Grace, really good match. Um, I haven't seen the the other match that they did, but I'm sure it was equally as good. I really like her. Um, again, might swap her out, but I think for now you know, those four characters combined, plus, you know, my mic work, which I'm sure is going to elevate the group to new heights, if you will. But, you know, I think that group, we could, we can make some stuff happen. That, that's actually a good group. I would, I would not go against them. <laughs> I would definitely be afraid of them. Uh, Joel, you got a group that you have that you want to put together? Independent uh, wrestler? So I did, I did uh, basically um, champion, a world champion, Secondary champion tag team. Okay. Okay. So I got Jay Lethal from Ring of mm. Honor. Insane. I think I don't know how he hasn't been signed yet. I think that's a travesty. I think he's, he's one of the best. Signed with Ring of Honor. No, like signed to WWE. Oh, yeah. oh, like okay. I don't know how he hasn't made it there yet. Like he's just he's one of those guys that's been around for a while, and is insanely good in the ring. Uh, for the secondary belt, I it's a toss up between uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Mm. and um, Jimmy Lloyd from GCW. I don't oh, know if you guys have heard, yeah, yeah. heard of him. Yeah, he's, you know, that, he's a big guy that can actually move around. So I might have, I'm leaning towards more Jimmy Lloyd. And then um, for tag teams, I would have to pick, I want to have somebody in the team that has been around lately that has been around for a while and to bring them back into relevancy. Like, they haven't – I'm not going to say they're irrelevant, but I'm going to say uh, the Briscoe brothers. Mm, bring okay. them okay. in. Okay. And I think, that, I think that faction would be incredible. They can all talk. They all they all can go in the ring. Like, you can put them forward and forward. You could split them up. You, you have everything in there. You know what I mean? So, you've got the tags, secondary belt, and the world title. Nice. I like that good. a lot. Yeah. I did. I did my list completely different than what you guys have. I yeah, did I feel bad that I didn't include a woman. 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't have my yeah, knees. I was, like, I I was, yeah, I was like, like, should I include? I might as well. <laughs> and you know what's foul? I'll say it out loud. I didn't even think of it. I didn't even I mean, think, oh, I, I was like, I, didn't, woman I thought this. of it like last second. I was like, oh, I kind of got to, don't I? But then I was yeah. like, Deanna Peraz was great. So I'll yeah. Like, oh, yeah, she's insane. Yeah, you cannot have yeah. an affection. That's that's a good pick. Um, I did mine different in a way where it's like somewhat similar to yours, Joel. I had a tag team in mind and two singles competitors. I did mine differently because I have all of my group um, young independent wrestlers who deserve a title shot or not a title shot who deserve a bigger push in the independent scene who have been really really impressing me lately um the first person actually um wrestled and have you i don't know if you heard of this company anthony vxs he's wrestled in vxs once jordan oliver okay have you ever heard of him i might have that sounds very familiar he wrestled in there i saw his match impressed me like crazy i was like he's i think he's younger than i think he's at my age maybe oh um, wow he's my age and he's killing it already he faced i think uh two what's his name two Scorp- scorpio two oh, scorpio yeah he faced him once in a match i was like damn i think he won too that's a crazy part but uh I-, I want him in my group he's definitely someone who's caught my attention who's 21 years old and aggressive as hell someone who's gonna go at it and beat people up and doesn't give a damn about what he <laughs> Well, who he comes across with. So I'm like, he's definitely someone who I want in my group and someone who's young and ready to work and ready to, to win. Another person who I want is another young independent wrestler who's actually, I think, a champion in MLW. Um, his name is Myron Reed. Um, he faced Jordan Oliver once yeah. in a match and both of them impressed me at the same time. So I'm like, I got to have him in my group. And this other tag, this tag team, I don't think a lot of people know about, but I saw them compete once in a, in a, in a smaller venue, but I think they're somewhat getting up there in the, in the independent scene. Their tag team, the tag team name is top flight. I don't know if you've heard of them. Uh, the, 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 what's their name? Their names are angel Dorado and airwolf. Yeah, I know airwolf. Airwolf. I don't know about the other one, honestly. Why does that sound so familiar? I have to look that up right now. <laughs> their their tag team in the independent their tag team name is Top Flight, and they both of them are, are kind of like cruiserweights, luchas, superstars who are amazing in the ring, and they're young, and they're like I said, they're like hardworking guys in the ring. If I put if I put both of them together and had me as a leader, I put them like in a, in a perspective where I was like a big name in the independent scene already. <laughs> so like if I were the leader of this young group, a lot of people would know them more. They'd probably go like different companies like AEW, you know, um, right. Impact, Ring of Honor, stuff like that. So I feel like that would be a great way for start a new faction and get these people up there in the in the you know get their name up there in the independent scene. So I feel like I feel like that would be a a great team to put together. Um, do you guys have a, their own team for a WWE faction? If you were to start a WWE faction, Ooh. who would you choose? That 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 was a hard one for me because I think I I I, had, I took time to figure this one out. Um, I put some I put Angel Garza in mine because okay. Angel Garza, even though he should be a singles competitor, I love him as a you know. In a, I feel like he would be well in my group. I got Isaiah Sura Scott. Um, impressive to me. Uh, I, I I love his ability. And then I got Carrillo, Humberto Carrillo, another great talent who doesn't do anything, but should be in a, in a in a group. And the last one, who is my last one? Uh, who did I put? I think I put some from NXT. Oh, that that guy Ashante Diadonis. I think his name was. He's, okay. He appeared on NXT okay. last week. Yeah. He's really good too. So that that's my WWE faction right there. Don't have a name, but <laughs> doesn't that sound good right there? If you would ask me, wow, WWE. I don't even know who I would pick. You know, I feel like you know guys like there's so many options. Like you mentioned, a lot of them. You know, I would definitely have like you know maybe like an Angel Garza in there. Um, I really like Andrade. I feel like he would be good in that kind of role. Uh, I know he's injured. We talked about him off camera. Rich Holland. I think he's you know he he's that type of heavy that you could throw in there um wow different you know a lot of different guys yeah i can't think of any off the top of my head yeah, it's fine it's fine um, <laughs> it's, yeah you, know, if you, you could even if you throw in like a lot of veterans like i yeah. feel like cesaro you could throw in a faction and he'll yeah, succeed yeah. even as the top guy really you could throw him in nakamura. um you know sheamus sure why not nakamura uh different guys like that i think really what would you name your faction <laughs> what would i name my faction yeah. 
I would name Make my faction uh, Retribution 2.0. <laughs> That's what I would name my faction. <laughs> retribution. What's the synonym for Retribution? <laughs> gotta, gotta think of that uh, one. Slapjack and T-Bar Part 2. That's my faction. <laughs> Jack oh, yeah. If I, if I have a faction, everyone's getting new names. New like name. That, yeah, like new name. Toothpick and uh, <laughs> Face Bar, whatever you want to call it. Face Bar. <laughs> okay i guess that's the uh wrap the episode right here thank you for anthony for coming on the show and helping us out with this prediction this was a blast guys thank you yeah glad you had you on here uh i'm nick your host again with me as always my coach joel this has been episode seven the the hell and self-addiction episode uh see you guys next time gotcha